Hi, my name is Stephanie Wiscott, homeschool mama of three and homesteader of the Natura Chick Homestead, and I am joined by my daughter, Riley. And we are bringing you the ups and downs um, of homeschooling on the homestead with families like yours. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us again at Homeschooling on the Homestead podcast. Today, we are joined by Darlene and her girls from the Naturally Sweetened Life. So, hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi. Thank you. And we have Riley here. So, I'm going to let Riley go ahead and get us started to chit-chatting with you guys. Okay. So, let's dive right in. Can you please tell me a little bit about yourself, like your name and how old you are? I am Kendall. I am 14 years old. I like DJing and music, playing guitar, and meat birds on the farm, and lots of other sorts of stuff. My name is Riley. I'm 17 years old. I'm a senior in high school, and I am very crafty. I enjoy crochet. I actually started a business in crocheting, and that's about it. Nice. I'm very crafty too, and I'm actually learning the piano, so that's really cool. Okay. What do you like about going on homestead? Uh, I would say it's like hands-on experience. That's my favorite. Like I help them the uh, processing the birds and stuff, so I get like more learning and that and stuff. So I think it's really cool how much you can learn on the homestead. Mine personally would be learning, having a learning experience, and uh, just learning how to provide for my future family because I want to start one sometime. Well, yeah, I enjoy hanging out with animals and helping out and getting those skills that we'll need for older. And that's really cool that you help process the chickens. My sister does. I'm not a girl. No, I'm not that kind of girl. Me either, <laughs> me either. I stay inside. Yeah, you do. Okay, what do you not like about it? School itself. <laughs> yeah. mine, mine personally would be uh, not having something to relate to the public school kids because they are in a different environment than me. So it's a really, really hard to have some common ground with my peers. So that's the hard part. Yeah, I definitely feel that too. Like I have a lot of that are in school and family members, not in my family, but like cousins that definitely kind of hard to relate to. Yeah. What's your favorite memory? Uh, <laughs> there is like, we live by this like bridge and there's like this hill and had like a bunch of trash on it. So my mom joked around and said, pretend like being a goat. And we had to like climb up the hill collecting trash. <laughs> so I guess pretending to be a goat was my favorite memory. <laughs> Mine would be, I started my own little garden when we first moved here. And I had like carrots and green bean plants. The only thing that I got out of that garden was two little carrot plants that I got to eat. But that was my favorite memory. Yeah, that's nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's so many. It's kind of hard to pick which one's your favorite. 
Mm-hmm. Do you guys think other people should homeschool on the homestead? Definitely. I would definitely suggest it because it helps you get a creative mind. Like it makes you feel more creative when you're in an environment of a lot of opportunities. Yeah, I definitely, most, all the people that have on here been on the podcast, all three of them. But I think we should help other people um, out to maybe get them homeschooling. Riley, I want to hear more about your business that you said that you started. When did you start that and what is it exactly? Oh, I started my business earlier this year. I sell crochet amigurumi. It is something that you make out of yarn and it's stuffed animals. So that's my favorite thing to do is make stuffed animals. I'm really hoping to provide for this community gifts to give to children. So that's my little mission. And my I do it on Etsy and it's called RP Treasure Shop. So RP Treasure Shop. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to check that out. Oh, that's really cool. Have you had much success with it so far? So far I've only made eight sales. So I'm getting there. I'm really getting there. It's just beginning, so I love I'm it. Doing, I'm yeah. doing better when it comes to markets. I've been starting to do markets. Okay. This past market I made 18 sales, oh. so I'm really excited to do that. That's, yeah, that's awesome. Really well, that is wonderful, girls. Did you want to add anything else that you think our listeners would like to hear from your ask your perspective of homeschooling on the homestead? I would say, even though it can be difficult, just keep on going. It will bring you a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, There's definitely some hard days and some really fun days. So just shooting for them fun days, even when it's one of them hard days. Well, thank you guys for coming and talking to me. I had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Our can't pleasure. To, <laughs> I can't wait to check out that shop. So I don't know if mom can come back on. I'm going to talk to her and ask her a bunch of questions. Now. Thank you, girls. Sorry about that. Oh, no worries at all. So we didn't have your son to chit chat with, but what would he say about homeschooling on the homestead? Oh, he would say that he would like to not homeschool. <laughs> oh, no. he has he has autism and so every day he has therapy come in and I also homeschool him so he's got a lot of school going on so he would probably be like I would like to take a break (laughs) so but he does enjoy the homestead he loves my cows I think they're his favorite out of all the animals so and how old is he He's going to turn 10 in a couple months. So, yeah, he's, he's so cute. I'm glad we got to see him in the beginning. Uh, I don't know if we were recording at that time, but he's a handsome man. So very good. Yeah. So tell us all about your homeschool and homestead. Uh, Tell us about the animals you have, how long you've been homesteading. If you'd like to get us started. Uh, 
we live on about six and a half acres and we've been here for about five and a half years now. And um, we have Dexter cattle and we use them for beef and milk. So uh, I have a milk, she's a milk cow. So we milk her and then she gives me a calf every year for beef. And uh, we have Idaho pasture pigs, we have egg layers and we raise our own meat birds. I got a lot going on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're pretty busy. That's, so is Dexter typically used for milk or beef or are they a good, they're just a good hybrid of doing both? Um, they are usually like typically used for beef, but um, she gives about one to two gallons a day. So that's perfect for us. And she is a smaller breed. So it's also perfect that we only have six acres. So we didn't have to have so many acres for her and it worked out pretty good. That's awesome. And what is the cream like that she gives? A good amount of cream? Yeah, she gives a really good cream line. Oh, I'm so jealous. That's like the goal of mine to have a dairy. My husband's still holding out. No, he recently told me we have two dogs. He's like, if you let me get two more dogs, I'll let you get a cow. I was like, nope. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, the dogs are the hardest part for me, but I do still pray for that cow one day. So how, is that hard um, doing the dairy cow and then homeschooling as well? Do you find any challenges with that? Um, we wake my husband and I, my husband helps me milk in the morning. Um, so we kind of tag team it and it, we're probably out in the barn maybe 20, 25 minutes in the morning. So we get up and we keep her on a 12 hour schedule. Um, so we milk her about 5.30, six o'clock in the morning before he goes to work. And that seems to work out because it's before everyone wakes up, it's before all the therapy and everything happens. So that seems to work for us the best. Okay. And then do you do it in the afternoon then at five, six o'clock or does your husband do it then as well? After the calf is weaned, we will, we uh, milk her twice a day. So I will do the evening milking. And sometimes if my husband's home, he'll do it with me. But if he's still at work, then me and Kendall actually helps me milk. So. I got that impression. Kendall hands on on the. Yes. Yeah, she really likes the farm. <laughs> That's great. Now, does Riley do more of the gardening with you or? Yeah, she likes to come out with the garden and she will help me with the animals. They just, her and my oldest daughter, they just do not like the butchering part, but they'll help with everything else. But the girls actually do the chores in the morning. Um, they will go around and feed all the animals and make sure everyone has water. So um, Mackenzie is the head of pigs. Kendall does the meat birds in the summer. And then Riley does all the egg layers and they kind of work together and get that done every morning for us. So, and when the cows and milk, me and my husband do the cows. So oh, that's good. Now we didn't meet Mackenzie. How old is she? She's 19. And I forgot she's at a sewing class today. I forgot she was gonna do that, but she was gonna come on here. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. So you have four kids total. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You're saying the older girls. Oh, those are fun ages too. I'm sure they're really helpful. Yes. Yes, very much. 
were they always so helpful or has it been just in more recent years that they've been able to help with the chores? Um, they've helped since we've been here. They've always uh, chipped in anything I've asked them to do. They've done that. Now, just recently, they took over the morning chores probably in the last year or two because um, I just couldn't, I couldn't get it all done. I was trying to do that and get my son ready for therapy because they come sometimes at eight o'clock in the morning. So I just couldn't get it all done. <laughs> so I'm like, you guys got to help me take over. So they just jumped right in and they helped me. So. Oh, that's wonderful. And that's always the question I get. And I'm sure you get it too. How do you get it all done? Doing all the things, but it's just a way of life. And now that your girls are helping, it, I'm sure that's a huge relief. I'm still yeah. in the younger stages where the feed's too heavy for my kids and the water's too heavy, but they'll come out and help when they can. But it, a lot of the load is on me. Now you yeah. said you moved five and a half years ago, right? To your Ohio property. Now, where were you before that? Um, we didn't move very far. We were only like 45 minutes south of where I live now. Oh, okay. So it wasn't a huge move for us, but we just wanted a, a bigger yard, you know, more acres. So, okay. Were you doing anything on your other property? I tried to garden, um, but then we had three big, huge trees. So I didn't get much. It was just too shady. <laughs> So you know you could do lettuce and stuff like that, but nothing like tomatoes and things. So we tried. <laughs> so that was the goal five years ago. You decided we need a bigger property and started the dream of the home setting. Yes. And I wanted I wanted the healthiest food I could get. I started going down the rabbit trail of reading ingredients and finding out what they're doing to our food and I wanted the best, but I couldn't afford it because it's like $9 or more a pound for ground beef if you go and get grass fed. And so I thought, well, can't do that. And we started looking into growing and raising our own. And of course, I dived right in and I'm like, please buy me a farm. <laughs> so, and I wanted the best for my son, Ethan because I wanted to help heal his guts a little bit and because he has some digestive issues. And so um, all of that together, just, I was very interested in getting the healthiest food we could get, so. Have you seen a big difference with him since you've switched to growing your own vegetables and fruits and raising your own animals? Um, well, let's see. How long ago was that? A couple of years ago, we actually did the GAPS diet for mm -hmm. a year, and that was the biggest difference. Um, it helped with his uh, digestion problems. He started to talk. Um, he's still low verbal. Like most of the things that he'll communicate is wants and needs or commands. Um, he just won't sit down and chit chat with you about your day, but um, that was a huge improvement because. I waited like seven years to hear him talk because mm -hmm. he was completely nonverbal. So I see a big difference in him and um, the way he can communicate. And um, I don't, I don't think I would ever change that back to what we were doing before because it's worked so well. So he's not completely healed of autism or anything like that, but it did help him. 
That's incredible to hear that. I think we often read that and hear about it, but when you get to experience it and actually see a difference in your child, wow, what a yeah. blessing it is. And that, I mean, I always ask too on the podcast, why do you do this? That to me sounds like a great motivation for you on those yeah. days that are hard. Why are you going to keep going? Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to go back. I, I'm, I'm really afraid to try new things with him. Like my husband has said, well, why can't we just eat, you know, something normal? And I'm like, well, because if I do, what will happen? You know, if, what if he goes back and what if I make him regress in his speech or something like that? Cause what we're doing now is working. Why would I want to mess that up? You know? So, but now my husband's much more on board <laughs> than he was five years ago. So that's great that he's on board too. Does he help in the gardening aspect too? Or, or is that more you? He, he helps me like with the tiller or building raised beds, any major projects that we have. I'm, I'm the one that does the weeding and stuff like that. So, but anytime I need more muscle, he's always there to help me. Yeah, that seems to be the given trend of the guys are the bear to build and the women are the ones to weed. But yes. that's it's yep. been for centuries and I think that's beautiful that we're coming back to that simple lifestyle of living harmoniously together like that so that's beautiful yep. what about with the homeschooling how involved is your husband with homeschooling you said he leaves for work so I'm assuming you do most of it or yeah early on I just decided to take it on and um just be the main person that does the homeschooling he's an HVAC technician mm -hmm. and so sometimes he's here and then sometimes he's just working until midnight and I did not want to set it up so that my kids would be waiting around for him to come home and that's just frustrating to be three days behind in school because your teacher didn't show up you know so I just told him you know don't worry about it but he's there for any discipline issues or um Anything that I feel like I need some help with. He's really, really good at math. And that is not my strength whatsoever. <laughs> so if we get confused or whatever, he can help us with that. But the main job is mine. So. Yeah, because you're in those harder years too, where you're not, you're not multiplying and dividing. And now you're into like some big math stuff there. Yes. So that's yeah, we've good. gotten into the algebra and stuff like that. And. He remembers all the algebra stuff. So I'm like, ask your dad. <laughs> That's good. You have him. Have you ever outsourced uh, doing algebra or anything? Or your husband's been able to supplement the whole time if need be? Yeah, we do teaching textbooks for math. But sometimes, you know, sometimes they just need an extra explanation. And he helps them through it. So, but for the most part, teaching textbooks has really helped with our kids. I've heard really great things about them. I've never explored the curriculum myself, but several families use teaching textbooks. So that's good to hear another good review. Yes. It's very nice to have a teacher that will teach your kid so you can focus on another kid. So that has been very helpful. Okay. Very good to know. I have to check it out. Now we dove into homeschooling. But I wanted to ask you why did you start homeschooling? Is, were you homeschooled, your husband, or is this something you guys started? And when did you start? Uh, well, I've been homeschooling, I think, for 14 years now. 
And um, I remember dating my husband and just telling him uh, when we got serious and started talking about marriage and everything, I just said, I want you to know, I want to be a homeschool mom. I want to be a stay at home mom. What do you think about that? Because <laughs> that was really, really important to me. Um, when I was a teenager, I, I first thought I wanted to be in like education, a teacher, maybe kindergarten, because I really liked the younger kids. I did work in daycare and having the preschool daycare environment uh, experience, I thought I don't want anyone else raising my kids. So once I did get serious with James, I, I told him I, I don't want anyone in a daycare setting because I knew if I pursued a career, then my kids would become second and my career would be first. So I just decided that my kids were going to be first and that's what we've done. He's, he has been the one that has provided the money and I've stayed home with the kids. So I can um, agree with that firsthand. I was a public school teacher for 10 years and I thought no way I would never come to school. And when I was teaching, it was, I hate to admit it, but my kids were second because I had a paycheck to bring in I, and I didn't even need to. My husband could financially provide for us, but I was very career driven. Mm. And I can remember there would be days where I'd get so frustrated with Riley, who was actually going to school with me in, I was teaching kindergarten and she was in preschool. And getting so frustrated with her. And I'm like, where? That's where I like a, a light bulb went off. I'm like, what am I doing? Well, like, I'm pushing you to the side to cater to these children that aren't even mine. So that was really hard for me. And I didn't last very long after that. I was like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> so that was really wise to make that decision so young. I know that. Yeah. Did you know homeschoolers when you were? growing up or went to public school or private school? I went to private school and my husband went to private school all of our lives. Um, I don't even, I've never, I didn't hear about homeschool until like when I was almost in my twenties. So but school was just school, you know, you went off and went to school every day. <laughs> so I'm not sure why. I guess just my experience, I thought I want to stay home with my kids. I don't want to miss like their first step or the first time they talk. And I don't want to miss any of that. I want to be with them. So here we are 14 years later. <laughs> and I'm not, I am not sad that I made that choice at all. So that's awesome. What got you started? Did you jump into a curriculum right away? How did it flow in the beginning? Uh, in the beginning, I was like all moms and tried to recreate school at home. So I had the little school desk and the cute little school room and all the curriculum, you know, <laughs> and I tried to follow the curriculum exactly what it said. And then, um, after like two or three kids, you realize that this kid doesn't learn like this kid. So this curriculum's not working like it did with kid number one. And now I'm in trouble because what am I going to do? So I just learned that I could do the same curriculum, but kind of modify it 
or add some things or take it away or, you know, whatever to make the other kid be okay with it or add some games or, you know, kind of like not do all the seat work. The first one we did was a Becca mm-hmm. and I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they have a whole lot of seat work. And so my first daughter, she it has a lot of um, attention deficit disorder. So the seat work was just a deal breaker for her. She just could not get through all that seat work. So I finally figured out from someone else that Abeka has all the seat work for like all the smart kids that get done really fast in the classroom. And then they don't have anything to do. They're done. So the teacher can hand them something else. And I thought, well, then I'm going to modify this because she can't handle this. So as I went along, we started changing things up. We got rid of the desk. We just do homeschool anywhere. And we don't have like a designated school room or anything like that. And we've added, you know, let's read a book or you know, let's play a game instead of doing this paper. And you learn the math skills just by playing that game instead of filling out three pages of work. So that has changed and evolved over the years as I got used to homeschooling, I guess. That's neat. So you're still following a Becca or, I mean, teaching textbook is for math. Do you still use the Abeka program? I'm not sure how high that goes up. It goes all the way to 12th grade. Okay. Um, I steered away from that. I think the only Abeka I have right now, my daughter does spelling with Abeka. I'm not sure why, but she likes them. So we, we stuck with it just with the spelling. And then we, um, let's see, for language arts, we do Bob Jones. Uh-huh. And then um, I do Apology of Science. And Ethan does apology of math. They have a little kindergarten, first grade level. And so we do that with him. And then we do not grass history. So I'm everywhere. <laughs> I'm like all over the place. But, um, and I think that's it. Oh, and health would be total health. I don't know if you've ever heard of that one. Mm-mm. But um, I think that's all. <laughs> But, I love, yeah, that's fun, though, about homeschooling, that you can kind of pick and choose. You're not stuck to one curriculum. Um, right. when, I, when I taught in the public school, I ended up uh, pushing for a different curriculum. I'm a Charlotte Mason um, homeschooler, so I always liked the idea of reading lots of books. So we implemented that curriculum. But the curriculum I taught for the first eight years, oh, it was brutal. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I don't like this, and I have to teach this. But every kid, it's all the same thing. So I love that you've been able to change it up throughout the years and kind of add and take away and do all that yeah. kind of things. So I want to talk to you a little bit about high school. So a lot of the past interviews I've done on the podcast have younger kids. So tell us a little bit about the high school years. What does that look like? How long are you the kids doing work? Um, you mentioned a lot of the curriculum you have, but have you seen a difference between the grade school and now the high school years? Uh, The biggest difference is my children's ability to work independently. So if any beginner homeschool moms with kindergarten all the way to sixth grade, if you guys are in that season of homeschool, 
I would say start now training your kids to learn to work independently. Like don't dump all their homeschool on them. I mean, that's terrible, but you know, just back up a little bit as the years go on all the way up to sixth grade and teach them how to work independently, how to figure out a problem without, Hey mom, because once they get in high school, my kids can do almost all of their school by themselves. And I just check in on them if they have a, like a question or I don't understand this or, but they're off in their room or on the couch or something at reading and figuring it out on their own. And I would say that starts way back when they're little because my kids used to rely on me a lot because they want mom to figure it out and help me and read it for me and stuff like that. So I would say if you do that work and in the small years, you'll, you'll reap the benefits when they get older. And then it helps you so much that they can be so independent because you can do more things than just sit at the table for hours. But it's still, it takes us probably five to six hours a day to get through a homeschool day. But we are kind of relaxed. If they worked harder, they could get faster because, you know, they take a little break to talk here and there, <laughs> stuff like that. But I think now it's better than when they were little. So, I mean, it's easier because they have, they're more independent. You are giving me just a breath of fresh air hearing this <laughs> because I'm just finishing our school day and yes, it was mommy, 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 mommy. And I'm like, by the yes. end, by 12 o'clock, I'm like, my brain is just fried <laughs> and I'm exhausted a lot of the time. I mean, but Riley is, I guess, technically fifth grade right now. And it's beautiful because I work with her first and then I do the younger kids just because I feel that she needs... She needs it more than the other two. I can catch them up. And my son only being six, I could do an hour or two with him and that's more than enough. But yeah. she's starting to work independently and I'm like, oh, this is so nice. Right, just go do your stuff. I'm gonna work with the younger one. So I'm so glad to hear that it's going to get easier as yes. they get older. Yes, it does. <laughs> now, do you guys go Monday through Friday or do you take Fridays off? We do Monday through Friday. Yeah. Okay. So that sounds doable. I have to take the Fridays off. We do nature club on Fridays oh. and we have a really great group of friends and we just, maybe I'll do reading and math on Friday, but a lot of times I'm like, let's just go out in God's creation and get a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So the other question I want to ask you, this one always gets us, is how are your kids socialized? And I love that your girls are so much older because they are almost at the age where you're they're exiting the house and you know doing real life. Would you say that they are socially um, ready to enter into the world? I would say yes. Um, the the ironic thing is. The kids that we have met that are public school, they are not very social. <laughs> They're opposite of what the idea is, you know, like they think homeschoolers are going to be backward, but they're not. Um, my kids try to interact with them, but they're always in their cell phone. They don't really know how to interact or communicate. Um, 
it's a little weird. I don't know. It's just funny to me, but I have never, I'm a little bit like an oddball on this question because I've never really cared about socialization. Um, I am a homebody. I really like being at home and there's a lot of moms out there that like join the co-ops and do the homeschool gyms and, you know, go on all the field trips and they're gone almost every day of the week. And I just find that crazy. I want to homeschool, like school at home. <laughs> I want to be home. So we just kind of filter through the opportunities and try to pick the ones that we think are the best. Like some of the things that we've gotten into, like invited to was, you know, go go on a, um, a field trip so that you can see how the local ice cream shop works. Well, that's great and all, but <laughs> I don't really want to know how the ice cream shop works. I would rather stay at home and get our stuff done, you know? So we just kind of keep it minimal. And I have always focused on, I want my kids to be able to be gentle enough to hold a baby and to love on that baby and to care for its needs. Like if it's crying or, you know, don't get angry at it, but what does that baby need? Because that's how they communicate with you all the way up to be respectful to the older generation. Let them go first, even though they're slow, hold the door open for them. And any, any, anyone between in between those ages, you know, just try to get along with them, learn where they're at. And um, that's how I want to socialize my kids. Not like, can they play soccer or, you know, can they go do this theater thingy? Um, to me, relationships are the most important. And that's what I've tried to work on. And my kids can look at you in the eye and talk to you at church or, you know, at the grocery store. They'll just strike up a conversation with somebody. So I think they're, they're going to be okay. <laughs> Wow, that's really good. And it's so funny when we get that question, everyone's like, are you kidding me? You know, yes. yes. <laughs> but I've noticed that too, the difference between children um, who are so schooled versed um, the public school and the, the technology is just in their face all the time. It makes me so sad that that's where our society is heading. And I think that's the beautiful part too about homeschooling on the homestead is you're even bringing that older um, aspect of life, being simple, growing your own food, tending to the animals. It takes a while before it actually gets onto your plate and they get to see that slow motion where the technology is so quick, instant gratification all the time. And just talking to your girls, they were so well-mannered and well-spoken, which was oh, great. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, they were wonderful. So that was good to see. And I would say that, um, as a mom, if you have more than one kid, you're going to find that one kid is going to be like, I really don't want to see people like they're backward or like an introvert. And then you have the other kid that is like, mom, can we go somewhere? Can we do something? I need people, you know, they, they're people persons or, and um, I think that we should just kind of cater to their needs and be okay with that one kid that just needs some downtime. Like I've had enough people, <laughs> I'm done. One of my girls is like that. Like 
the Sunday morning service being in the service so long, like you do Sunday school, church, and sometimes they'll have an activity after church. She'll have to come home and like put some headphones on, listen to music, kind of like uh, decompress from <laughs> being at church and people like her cup is full. She can't do it anymore. Whereas my other daughter is like, let's do it again, you know, right after we get home and she's not worn out at all. So I, I think the social thing is just know your kid and know their needs and uh, work with, work with that. Yeah, I can relate to that. Um, one being more of an introvert, one more being an extrovert. How did you manage that when they were younger and one needed to be more social and one needed to be at home? Um, sometimes the extrovert had to miss out a little bit because we tried to do things as a family. Um, we would allow that one, the introvert <laughs> to come home early. Like we would come and pick up the kid and let her come home early while we would let the other kid just go ahead and stay. And then sometimes we just wouldn't go. So it was just a mixture of both. So, but okay. most, of the, most of the time it's, it, it kind of weighs itself out, you know, in the long run. Yeah, that's interesting to hear because my girls are definitely opposite in that aspect, but Riley's actually more of an introvert, but she also hates to miss out on anything. So yeah. it's like that tricky. So we, we've done, I do run a learning center. So we do do the field trips and some of those things, but we've narrowed it down to only two days a week which I think has been really helpful this year. Uh, in previous years, we'd have them scattered throughout the week. And like you're saying, I, me, I'm an extrovert, but I also love being at home. So this has been a really good balance for me as mom. But So we're not out every single day, but we are getting together with different friends. Uh, what would you recommend to families that are considering? Um, if they're thinking about this is a wildlife that Darlene and Stephanie do homeschooling and homesteading all together. Like why do it all? <laughs> why would you recommend having a lifestyle such as ours? Uh, I would say that my kids have like, you can homeschool anywhere in the city or in the country, anywhere you can do that. I mean, you can have the books and everything. That's great, but the homestead part, for us at least, brought us together closer as a family. Um, it's teaching my kids responsibility because they literally are in charge of feeding the animals and they have to give them certain amounts or you're either gonna starve them or overfeed them. You have to know all of that. They have to realize if they're sick or healthy and it's their responsibility and they kind of feel the weight of that. Um, they're getting used to it now, but at first it was, they were nervous because this animal's life is in my hands. So can I do this? <laughs> and they're learning the value of hard work because it's hard. It is hard to go get wheelbarrows full of wood chips or clean out the chicken coop or, you know, weed the garden when it's hot and you don't want to be outside. So they're learning all of those skills. And I think it's making them have better character 
and um, they wouldn't have gotten that so much at our old house because we just had a little square. There wasn't anything to do. I mean, you could clean the house three times in a day <laughs> because there was just like, now what do we do? But now we're so busy. We're, we've really filled up what we can do here. So it just gives them something to look forward to every day. It's teaching them responsibility, character building, all of that. And like Kendall is really interested in stuff like um, archery and she likes to shoot a BB gun. There's no way we could have done that. We would have had to go pay and go on a range or any stuff like that. But here, just go out in the backyard, go ahead, go practice. So it's just brought a lot of opportunities. So I would say, even though homesteading is hard, it's it can be as hard as you want it to be, I would say. You can go as easy as baking your own bread, growing something on your patio, or you can dive right in and be crazy and have a milk cow and a garden and all that stuff. <laughs> it's really up to you. Uh, yeah, that is really well said. I'm laughing about the BB gun because that is exactly what we've got going on here. They could just go ride their bikes around the field or anywhere and it wears them out. So <laughs> I, I would say either one, homeschooling and homesteading. I totally promote both. I love it. I think it's a good combo. Now, not everybody on the podcast, but on our YouTube will see that behind you are this beautiful can all set up from your harvest, I'm assuming this year. So that's so neat that, that you're storing all of your food too. You get to just keep going down and getting, and you know where it came from, you know, yes. what conditions it was grown in. So yes, I, I think that has a huge value too. Your kids know where their food comes from. Yes. So that was great. I was looking at your YouTube. So let's tell everybody um, your account and where they can follow you. You have some really great resources on there too, through your website and just your Instagram account too. So can you tell us a little bit about that and where to find you? Yes, I am on Instagram and Facebook um, at My Naturally Sweetened Life. And I also have a blog and it's MyNaturallySweetenedLife.com. Um, I love to talk about homesteading so much my family doesn't really care <laughs> all this stuff I have in my head so I thought I would start something kind of give myself a creative outlet and my girls asked me to start writing down recipes for them when they grow up they want to to know what I cooked and I'm awful I just I go cook dinner I'm like I don't know they're like this was delicious mom how'd you make it I don't know. <laughs> I just threw it together. And they're like, you need to write this stuff down. So I'm trying to be more um, intentional and write things down. But we are gluten-free and we do not use processed sugar. So everything I do is with honey or maple syrup. And so I'm trying to put recipes and how-tos on my blog about that, plus the homesteading. So, but yeah, you can find me on my blog or Instagram or Facebook. That's wonderful. Do you ha have your own bees for the honey? Not yet. It's on what I call the million dollar list, <laughs> but one day. <laughs> I like that title for the list. I've got a list too. I that thumbs up to a million dollars. I, like I will tell you, bees are my favorite aspect of our homestead. They have brought so much joy to us 
having the bees. So I would bump them up to your list. And then what about uh, the the maple trees? Have you ever tapped maple trees? Do you have them on your property? Um, I think I have two maple trees, but we have never tapped them. And we just buy the maple syrup. But that would be a really fun project to try. I so. highly recommend it. We have a couple on the property and through the learning center, we tapped our trees. I think we're this will be our third year. Last year was terrible. You have to have a nice cold winter and then a warm, warmer day. So under 32 and then like 50 day is perfect for sap flow. And then, I mean, I spent eight hours the one day for maybe a quarter of a gallon of syrup. <laughs> and yeah. it was a it was just a great day boiling it down all the sap we gathered so i would you can add that super cheap too to do it to get it started you just need some buckets the taps and then um like a carolina cooker outside you can do it in awesome my husband is from new hampshire okay so he's a bit of a maple syrup snob <laughs> they all think it's the best up there so i would love to tap our trees just to be like be able to compare because yeah. we buy our maple syrup from someone that he knows. Uh, I think they're technically in Vermont, but oh. uh, either Vermont or New Hampshire. It's the best maple syrup. So <laughs> I would like to know what it tastes like from my trees. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious what you have in Ohio there. We have red maples, not sugar maples. So there is a slightly, I don't know if you call it like more woody flavor to it, but it is different. It's thinner too. I don't know if it's that's the way I'm processing it or if it's the tree itself, but it's it's a fun experience. And we even tapped um, our gum trees and tried that. Neat. Yeah, so you can tap just about anything. I mean, it, it's kind of neat to try the different flavors with it. Yeah. So, well, this was so great talking to you, Darlene. I'm so excited. I mean, like I said, God, just keeps bringing me these wonderful families to talk to and i'm so glad we got to meet and i got to meet your children and speak to them so thank you again for being on the podcast today yeah thanks for having us